You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Before we get into the podcast, I wanted to give you a quick announcement about a two-day intensive that Cindy is hosting in Tampa, Florida on September 16th and 17th. Are you an entrepreneur who is looking for spiritual and professional guidance from an experienced faith-based coach? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but aren't sure where to start? Do you have big goals, but need help developing a strategic plan? This class could be the catalyst for a lifestyle shift that will affect every area of your life, including your family, your business, and most importantly, increasing your experience of oneness with God. Spots for this event are limited and early bird pricing starts June 1st. You'll want to go to cindy-stewart.com to get more information and get registered for this event today. Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart, and thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about a major move of God that is occurring. I love God's moves. And this is one that you may not even realize it's happening, but it definitely is occurring. And everyone can be a part of it, including you, including me. It is a greater expansion of revelation from God. You know, I had an opportunity to take a class, which I'm going to tell you a little bit about, and it made me realize that God has these impossible situations in his hand, which he has a solution for that is effective for great. I mean, I'm talking about great huge problems that we're facing. And I, like I said, I'm going to share all of this, but um, you know, the one thing God is really wanting us to do is think like he thinks and do what he would do. And we went through a whole movement of what would Jesus do? Well, we talked about what would Jesus do, but we forgot the part that we're supposed to be transformed into his image. So that not only we do the acts of Jesus, but we also think like he thinks. We move like he moves. We see people the way he sees it. And I know that's what I want. You know, one of my prayers this year has been, I want more God. I went away for sabbatical. I do it at the first of the year. And I went away to sabbatical and I told the Lord, I said, God, I feel stale where I am. I've got to have more. And I know that the cry of your heart and many people I know are crying out for the more of God. We need to have a greater relationship, a greater experience, a greater oneness with you. We just need more of God, right? I know that's that's what people are saying. Well, I was away on my sabbatical and I'm just crying out to God about this. And I get an email and it invites me to join a class called Solutionaries um, Intensive. And I'm thinking, okay. I said, I don't really need anything else to do. 
I just want more of you. <laughs> and sometimes that's the way that God does it. It's a tw- it was a 12-week class, and it would require four to five hours a week. Well, I pastor a church. I own a business that does business consulting and executive coaching. So I have three brand new grandchildren. So I'm like, I don't know how I would squeeze that in. And I called my team and I said, would you guys just pray about that? Because there's only one more day to register. I took a deep breath. I prayed about it. The next morning I woke up and I was getting texts going, I think this is something you're supposed to do. And I knew, I knew in my heart, my husband thought it was the same thing. Well, that class was a game changer for me because what it did was it helped me to see and understand a greater move of God that's occurring right now. The other thing it did was I took the class with people from all over the world, Australia. I mean, they were all over the world, Asia, all over. And what it did was it took a a collective people It wasn't just one person, but there was a group of us. I think in the main group, there were 360. And then our smaller Intel group, there were two classes. There were 43, I believe. But it it took the collective thought process of a people seeking after God and put it together. So let me tell you a little bit about it. It was, like I said, it was such a game changer that I even taught it at my church and I'm about to teach it somewhere else. But we have to understand that Whatever's occurring out there is not too big for God. It's just not. He's got an answer. And instead of stepping back and feeling like there's nothing I can do, there's a government problem, but the government's too big for me. Or or there's a, a, a fuel shortage, but that's too big for me. Actually, that's not too big for us. Because God has equipped us with a solution for it. And really accessing these solutions is what he wants to give us. Um, The one thing I want to share with you that came out of the class, there's a few things, but this is one thing that I just want you to catch hold of is one of the things we have to learn is to learn how to think, try, which is three ways, dimensionally, instead of just many times we think with our intellect. You know, that's our IQ. People say, you know, uh, you, you get tested and they tell you what your IQ. Or we think with our emotions, EQ. So we understand how we're feeling, all those different things. We're in touch with that. But the one thing we forget about is the SQ, the spiritual intelligence quotient. And this is a quote from the book, and I'll show you the book. It's called Spiritual Intelligence, The Art of Thinking Like God. It's so good. I would encourage you to get it. But from the book, it says, our spiritual capacity for brilliance, to think like God and bring his solutions from heaven. That is what SQ is. Spiritual intelligence means we can think like God and bring his solutions from heaven. And God is looking for people who are willing to step out of the box and face the challenges head on so that we can think like him and release what he has for us. He gives us a strategy for every solution that we need. And that strategy is a heaven strategy that will break open whatever problem we face. And let me just tell you where this started in my life. Uh, About 15 years ago, I heard Lance Wallnow talk about being invited into Fortune 500 companies and into nations to bring solutions to something they couldn't figure out. 
And he said he used to lay all the problems down on the bed that he was faced with that day. And he would pray and pray and pray in the spirit till God gave him the answer. Then he would present it to the company or the uh, nation, whoever he was working with. And they would be so amazed that he was able to solve the problem. And of course, they would ask why. How, how did you find that out? How could you have figured that out on your own? And that gave him the opportunity to introduce Christ to them. So think about that. Can you imagine being in a Fortune 500 company and solving a problem that they were unable to solve? And that opened the door for the gospel to be preached. And you say, well, I don't have access to companies, but you do have access to the influence around you. Everybody has a sphere of influence, whether it's your neighbors, whether it's a school, whether it's a business that you work at, everybody has a sphere of influence. So God, how do you want to use me in my sphere of influence? How can I bring in a, a piece of the puzzle, an answer that would be perfect for them and able, enable them to grow and go forward? You know, one of the uh, one of the people that came to us, we didn't know who they were. They ended up being a company that had a problem. That's all we knew. And the 43 of us prayed. We asked God and we put in all of our answers. And I'll tell you the process a little bit later, a little more detail of it. But as it turns out, we met with that company once we gave them everything God had shown us. And they went through and told us what confirmation it was and how they were looking for a certain direction. And the words we got from God was the directions they were looking for. And just think about it. We didn't know what they did. All we knew was a company that needed a solution. That's all we knew. And God gave us a whole map for them that told us what the problems were, told us uh, an area of expansion, also told us an area that they shouldn't expand to. And they went through it, one of the um, leaders of the company came and they went through it and said, this is right on, this was right on, this is what we've been asking about. Can you imagine the power of that in every born-again believer's hands? To be able to bring solutions to people that we don't even know the problem, but God just downloads it to us? That's amazing. And of course, that's one of my favorite things. I love the surprise of God. You know, I wanted to share another little testimony. Um, this was about a friend of mine, and it's a, such a great story about this is how God works. They were leaving the church. There were only a couple people left, two cars left. One of them had locked their keys in the car, and they didn't know what to do. It was late at night. They were just like, I, I don't know what to do. So they prayed, and God told the other person, take your key and put it in their door. Two different cars, two different types of cars. They put it in the door the lock un unlocks. They were able to get in their car and go on. You know, those are solutions. Now that's a solution that doesn't make sense, does it? Why would you, you know, if somebody said to me, oh, just put your key in their car, you'd be like, no, that's stupid. But God took the key and the obedience and popped that lock. And lo and behold, the doors were open. Uh, one of our other friends had lost their passport and they were leaving in the morning to go out of the country. Now, you got to hear these testimonies because they're they're off the charts. They're, they're things that no one would believe if you told them unless they actually 
have it happen to them. And these are things that you can share with people and activate this whole spiritual intelligence that goes beyond the natural mind, beyond the emotional mind, but goes into the spiritual mind. But it was so funny. He couldn't find it. We happened to be having a class that night. And we've been practicing this a little bit at church. And we gave him all the answers. We asked God, where is the passport? We wrote it all down. We called him. We gave him all the answers. Sure enough, he went and looked in the places we told them. Some of them weren't right, but he, he followed every single step. And sure enough, there was his passport and he was able to go the next morning. So the intel, the intelligence that God gives us goes way beyond the natural constraints. It is the intelligence from heaven to earth. And I'm sure all of us, I'm sure you've had experiences like that, that just really have baffled your mind where God has just dropped some answer in your lap and you just knew, you knew that you knew that it was right. And one of the challenges for us is to allow God to give us an opportunity to use the access to heaven for all the answers that he has. And we'll have to do some working on renewing our minds in order to do that. And I know I work on mine all the time, trying to renew my mind, trying to not be conformed to what the world is thinking right now. I mean, really, if you watch the news at all and you and you can let your mind be conformed to that, you would have no hope. You would be discouraged. You, you would be like, what's the use? But when we allow God to conform our mind to him, you know, it says, renew our minds. Don't be conformed to the world, but renew our minds. And when we allow God to renew our minds and be conformed to the spirit, then that gives us the perfect will of God. And he will bring the transformation that we need, the transformation of our minds. So I want to give you, there's seven signs for a transformed mind. And this is out of the book, so I just want to read it to you. And as I read it, I want you to think about it and say, God, is my mind transformed in this way? First of all, I am full of hope. So say that, I am full of hope. Can you sense, it's funny when you say these things out loud, when you declare them out loud, you can sense something change within you. I am full of hope. Number two, the impossible seems reasonable. So whatever your impossible situation is, it seems reasonable. Number three, I live in peace and don't worry. My speculations are positive. Are your speculations positive or do you say, well, I'm concerned that when I go, there might be a car wreck or I'll get lost or whatever that is. That's not a positive speculation. That's one of worry. God wants us to live in peace and not to worry. And when we think, we think of hope in a future. We think positively. Number four, I like myself and rejoice in my weaknesses, knowing that when I'm weak, God is strong. Now, I will tell you a little story about this. I did a women's retreat probably uh, a few years ago, and we put out mirrors. And we went through a process. It was about our identity. And we went through a process of looking in the mirror and saying the things that we liked about ourselves. 
I love this about me. I love that about me. I love playing tennis. I, I love the way uh, I write books, whatever it is, you know, just those different things. And I had one person in my group who couldn't even look in the mirror and come up with one positive thing about herself. Her heart was so broken about who she was that she couldn't see the identity of Christ in her. And when we declare, I like myself and I rejoice in my weaknesses, knowing that when I'm weak, God is strong, that puts a whole different spin. We don't have to be everything to everybody. We just have to say, I like me. I like the way God's created me. I'm on a journey with him. He's transforming me and I want to be more like him. Number five, I am quick to forgive. Ooh, that's a hard one. I am quick to forgive. You might as well just say it out loud because when you say it out loud, it aligns your mind, it aligns your emotions with what the word of God says. So I'm quick to forgive and I freely give others grace and mercy. If you, if you aren't quick to forgive, I want you to put that in action and put that in practice because that's a sign of a transformed mind. Okay, the next one, I am confident and thankful. Thankfulness is such an easy thing to be when you start looking around and thanking God for what's around you. And being confident is something, some people are just naturally confident. Some people, they have to work on their confidence. You know, they have to work on feeling secure about themselves and who they are. I definitely have gone through that process. Uh, and I feel confident and thankful because I know that God is working on me and I'm thankful that he's willing to put in the time to transform me to be like him. Number seven is I believe in others and I give them the benefit of the doubt. I believe in others and I give them the benefit of the doubt. So those are seven signs of a transformed mind. And so how do we transform our mind? Because that's a big process in, in being able to receive a revelation from God. The way we transform our mind is we meditate on the word. We get the word in our heart. Joshua 1.8 says, the Lord talks to him and says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then when you meditate on the word and you do it, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Now think about this, guys. When we meditate on the word, what happens is it becomes a part of our DNA. It becomes a part of our cellular system. When we meditate on something, whether it's positive or negative, it becomes a part of us. There was a book written called Who Switched on My Brain by Dr. Karen Leaf. And it's interesting because she says that uh, she's a neuroscientist, but she's a born again Christian. And she says that when we say negative things, then uh, the neurons come out looking like dead trees and they attach to us. When we say positive things, they come out looking like live trees and they attach to us. Do you want life or death attached to you? When we meditate on the word, we know that the word is life. Jesus is the living word. So that transforms not only our mind, our emotions, but it actually transforms our physical body. When the word is in us, our body is alive because the word is feeding our body. So we meditate on the word. 
The other thing I want to remind you is that everyone is hardwired to receive from God. God has wired you like that. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says that it's written on our heart that we are made to hear from God. We're made to receive from God. That is almost like when we, when we accept Christ, it's like the paddles being put to our heart and it's activated, pumping with the blood of Jesus. So we are made to receive from God. So God is always pursuing us to receive what he has for us. And the, hearing from God is not a spiritual gift. It's something that's built within us. We are built to hear God. So people say, oh, I don't hear from God. Well, if you're born again, then you heard from God because he called your name to say yes to Jesus. So we know that you heard from God. But sometimes God talks you in ways that you don't recognize. You know, sometimes have you ever had a smell come across and it's a sweet smell and you're thinking, what is that? But you realize that it is a, it is a fragrance of Christ. The word talks about the fragrance of Christ. Or a friend of mine, if she feels that there's evil around, she'll, she'll smell like a, a foul odor. And she'll know that that's God letting her know that there's something in the air that is not of him. So not only do we hear with our hearts from God, we hear in different ways. It could be the wind blowing. It could be a song where God is speaking to us through our hearing. Uh, sometimes an audible voice, but you don't hear people saying, I hear the audible voice, but you do hear them saying, I was listening to a song. And when I heard this, I knew God was talking to me. Sometimes we, it's our senses, our smell, our taste, our, our sight. So there's our perception. We perceive God. So there's many ways that God speaks to us, but it's not audible. It's in other things. Have you ever felt the presence of God, either on your hand or a warmth, knowing that God is there? That's God talking to you. That's God wanting you to receive something from him. So I want, I don't want you to box God in on how he wants to give you what he has for you because there are so many receptors within us that God uses those to get our attention and to pour out whatever he has for us. Many times when we're having a service, if there's going to be some healing, I will begin to feel a tingling in the tips of my fingers, especially the last two fingers. And I'll know that God's about to do some healing or there's a move of God going to occur. And I told you earlier about how the swirl happens. So many times I do get those senses and they're tangible, but they're pointing me to God, letting me know that God's about to do something. And the point of meditation is really to get us so familiar with the way God moves that we're able to immediately turn toward him when he moves. So I, I just want to share that. I just think it's so important that we encourage each other that everybody can hear God. And we meditate because Proverbs 2.2 2 says, So train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. And then it says, and then teach your sons and daughters how to do it too. 
So when we are sensing things, when we share it with other people, then they learn a different way to receive what God has. And our children learn if we share with them, yes, we had something happen in service or when I was going down the street, I knew God wanted me to pray for someone. Um, then all of a sudden it activates our thoughts and our eyes to do that. I was going to the park. I like to go to the park near my house. It's on the water. And uh, I was going to go for a run, but I usually take a little cup of coffee with me. And I'm sitting in my car and there's a man sitting on the bench and he's stretching, but I can see something's wrong with his leg. He's got a boot on it or some kind of contraption on it. And I'm sitting in the car and I'm looking at him and I'm like, okay, God, I knew God wanted me to go pray for him. And it's 630 in the morning. It's still a little bit dark. And I, I think about it and I'm like, God, can I just furnish, finish my coffee? But no, no finishing coffee. So I got out and I said, walked up to him and he, he was a younger man and he's trying to do push-ups and stuff while still guarding his leg. And I said, hey, I said, I saw you here and I felt like the Lord wanted me to come pray for you. He was like, hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming to pray for me. I, I need my leg healed. And so I started praying for him and we just agreed for God's healing over him. And isn't that funny? You know, because many times you walk up to a stranger and you prepare yourself for rejection because you think, oh, you know, they don't know me. And, you know, these days things are a little bit more distant. But he was so excited that another believer was following the heart of God to release healing over his leg. And so we prayed and we just rejoiced and just celebrated what God did over his body. So you never know how God's going to pour that out for you, too. One other thing I want to talk about is bulldozing new neuro pathways. And I'm just going to throw this out for you to pray over. You know, in our minds, we think the same way all the time. I go the same way home every day. So as I have a, a highway built in my brain of this is how my mind works. But God wants us to go off-roading. He wants us to be able to think outside the box. He wants us to be able to maybe, maybe not go this one path, but take another path. And one of my friends, uh, he was a missionary in Korea, and he used to lay out the easiest path to go see all the different villages. And then he'd lay it before God and God would order it on the precise timing. So he might go to village one and then go to village six, which was usually the last village, and then go to village three. He would still get them all seen, but it was in the order they needed, not in the logical order. So I want to challenge you to ask God to open up your mind to look at new paths. Maybe try just taking a different route home one day and just see what it's like to go through that discovery of a new path because God has taken our highways that are built into our brains and moving us off-road, moving us in a dune buggy where we can think different than our normal thoughts. So give that some thought. There's a you know, great resources for that. Like I said, the Spiritual Intelligent book is good. Who uh, Flipped on My Brain is good by Dr. Carolyn Leaf, but it'll help you get ready for this expanded move of God. And then my last thing I'm going to leave with you is the method of exploring a greater avenue with God. And they call it the HERE method. 
H-E-A-R is the acronym. So H is hear what God is saying. And then I think this is a key part. E is explore. So when God tells you something, ask him, what else does he have to say about that? So if he says, you know, you're looking to change jobs in the next six months, I'm going to move you. Well, what kind of job, Lord? What is it in the same city? Start asking him more questions about what he's saying to you. How's it coming to me? How will I know when the timing is? Began to have conversation with him and grow in that. And as he begins to tell you all these different things that he answers for you, write it down and then track the patterns within that by looking at, you know, what is consistent in it? What is consistent with what resonates with you? And once you do that, then you have a bigger picture. But the key part here is explore with God what else is he saying? And then, like I said, write it in a little report to yourself and really grasp what God is saying to you. Um, And if you need help, don't feel uh, timid about getting a group of people to get around you and pray over you and through and for you and let them know what is it that you're trying to have breakthrough. So I want to pray for you. I love praying for everybody and just releasing words over you. So right now we just release uh, this spiritual intelligence, this awareness that there's a move of God that has bigger answers for the problems that we're facing and they're way beyond our comfort zone. So I just want to let you know that invest in yourself. You're the best investment you can make because God is investing in you and join us next time because we're going to have an amazing show for you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.